Hello, is this Taco Bell? Yes, sir. This is Taco Bell. My name is Ben Shapiro, right-wing commentator, prominent Yelp reviewer, and avid watcher of MasterChef. I would like to make a formal complaint about my experience. I'm not customer service. I was wearing my Confederate flag t-shirt at Taco Bell when the libtard behind the counter told me my shirt was racist. 48 minutes of dogs barking. 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 So you know what, man? I've yeah. lived in the city for a year. Okay. It's pretty cool, but I'm going to yeah. tell you something, man. The fucking... The fast food here, mm. just... It's a different... It's a different vibe than what I'm used to, and... and uh, it's uh, it's bad. It's a bad vibe. What's <laughs> like, give me ex- like? Can you give me an like example? Like the the fucking Qdoba. Like it's super fucking convenient. like. There's a lot of like. I like to cook. Mm-hmm. I usually cook, but there's sometimes where like I just need a little bit of comfort food. And like all of those options around me, like there's stuff that's literally right down the street. Right. And it's just like it sucks. It sucks always going there. No. <laughs> and, like. Uh, the Qdoba by me just like fucking kicks rocks and like I just I've but it's um, I, used, I worked at a Qdoba when I was in college and I'm kind of that's just kind of a comfort thing mm-hmm. and uh, I like went after work today because work was exhausting and uh, I'm like telling her my beans it was like the lightest scooping of beans I've ever seen uh, when they go when they go light on the beans I'm pissed I'm already pissed yeah cause... and then like light on like the I, I was like chicken and like it was like Half a scoop. It wasn't even like good pieces of chicken. Ugh. And so I'm like, okay, well, I guess I just got to fucking load this down with everything else. There's going to be no nuance to this video yeah. I'm crafting. It's purely, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm going to tell, tell the listeners at home, like the, the number one Qdoba secret when, uh, like if you're getting takeout, yeah. When you get home, mm-hmm. like a, fire up a skillet. Okay. Put that shit in the wrapper on the skillet, and while like you're like, so you gotta hit the bathroom. Yeah, so you yeah, gotta, yeah. Like you know, take your jacket off, sure. do some things. Let that shit sit on the skillet. Turn like like low medium heat. Uh-huh. Let that shit sit for like two or three minutes. Because huh. nowadays most Qdobas they don't uh, steam their tortillas correctly. Oh no. Yeah. So your shit is always likely to fall apart in like three bites. Mm. But if you do that, that heats up the tortilla again, creates a, a bond between the pieces that are overlapping, right? And uh, you're unlike you're less likely to like spill half your brio on your fucking pant leg. You're gonna melt the cheese a little more. You're gonna yeah. create that panini effect. And if yeah. you really, if you really want the people at your fucking Qdoba to hate you, tell them to throw that shit on the quesadilla press. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was my. Le- there was there was we had a regular the one I worked out when I was twenty. He come in on a slow fucking Tuesday fucking storm outside. Yeah. Yeah, they'll throw that shit on the fucking press. Dude, he would try and come and do that on a Friday night when line was out the fucking door. And I'd yeah. just be like, dude, and also like two things. Don't do that. Don't order a fucking quesadilla mm-hmm. when it's busy because you fuck up the whole line. You fuck up the whole the whole reason why Qdoba works as well as it does does not does not work well for a fucking quesadilla. You are, you're literally on everyone's shit list. Everyone's yes. going to fucking... Be, stomp your ass in the fucking parking lot. 
Oh, this motherfucker <laughs> thought he could fucking order a fucking quesadilla at 6.30. Oh, and his kids got to get quesadillas, too? Ooh. Oh, looks like you kids want to be in the foster house. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's my little secret. Okay. Throw this shit. Take notes, folks. Yeah, this is Throw important Throw that stuff. shit on the fucking skillet. Throw on the skillet. Now, do you do you uh, spray the skillet? Do you have like a olive oil? No, nah, because it's in the foil. Oh, so in the foil. Okay. Yeah, don't no, take it out sense. of the foil. You take it out of the foil. Yeah. I don't know well, how the, that would go. The foil probably conducts heat revolt. Anyway, it's a 40 minutes dogs barking. Welcome to the show. My yeah. name is Jason. Alongside for the ride with me is Brian. I am the Robin Quivers to his Howard Stern. And we're uh, just enjoying a fine Tuesday evening. In the suddenly summery St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, it's it's fucking it's fucking wild because like it's like fucking it was like eighty two today. I wear yeah. fucking shorts. Yeah, and uh, like we're going up to Milwaukee this weekend, and like it's like a fucking high of fifty. Right, the whole entire time we're there, yeah. and I'm like this this sucks, dick. <laughs> yeah, usually Milwaukee, usually this time of year Milwaukee is actually warmer than St. Louis. Generally, which really yeah. sucks. I'm like, what? Oh, so we're really getting fucked. All right. Yeah, yeah, this is very bizarre. I'm. I'm because, you know, I, I work at home and I don't really notice, but I noticed that it got really hot in, in my office. I'm like, yeah, that's I was, weird. I was fucking sweating at work. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the fucking office, they got their AC working. But sure. The fucking warehouse Warehouse, doesn't. you don't, yeah. Yeah, not yet. No. And I was like, oh, 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 so y'all, <laughs> y'all oh. who sit all day. Get yeah. To just be in the cool air, but me. The man that sometimes squats two to three times a day mm-hmm. and like looks at things, yeah, but like that aren't at eye level. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta be in the heat. Yeah. Oh, I see. That's how. It oh, works, I see yeah. how it is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. Um. Yeah. yeah the arc of capitalism uh, uh, essentially functions as a means to separate the worker from the means of production. So, uh, uh, anyway, what? what? <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, I had a moment there. I, I guess it is. Uh, your, was, your brain's boiling. I was ch- <laughs> channeling Debs or something. I don't know. I've also had my brain boiling because I cannot get over the fact that there was this video that went around this past week. I'm sure you've seen it. It's this woman. Uh, it appears that she's on a podcast, and she's telling people how many times she makes her uh, boyfriend come in a single day. At work, I am calling him like, come outside, it's your lunch break, it's time for you to get your nut off. When he gets home, he's getting fed, he is getting another nut, and one before bed, or two if he's lucky. That Six sounds, that sounds exhausting. Yeah, it's, I would not have any fluid left. Past, I, past <laughs> age of 25, that's a no-go for me. No, I, I don't think even at 25 I could have done that. That feels super heroic. It feels like you got to have a, a reservoir. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Yeah, probably like four or five is like the top for me. Right, like, personal like, best. Yeah, like but six yeah. to seven a day, every day. God, that guy, he's got to be dehydrated. Yeah. he's <laughs> Just check that guy's kidneys. They're shot. He's walking around with a carboy every day just getting his water fixed. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but what's even stupider is that our good friend Ryan Broderick, writer on Garbage Day, apparently dug into this a little bit. And... It wasn't from a podcast, like I expected, because mm-hmm. she's sitting there with a mic in her face, yeah. leaning into it, doing the whole podcast thing. Oh, uh, no. Uh, Jamie, Jamie, how many times do you know a day? <laughs> Once if I'm lucky. Uh, so her name is Victoria Banks. She has about 1.9 million followers on Instagram, which is where this clip originated from. And she has a few other clips, all framed in a similar style, but there is no 
actual podcast. It is staged for Instagram and TikTok. I love um, it. it. It is very bizarre. Essentially, she was doing this as an advertisement for her OnlyFans. So this was a way. <laughs> you know what? I can't hate it. <laughs> the hustle is real. Because to stage that and to do, like, I'm sure it didn't wasn't one take. You know, I'm sure there was multiple takes involved. But, like, are there any uh, real things? You know, like, it's it's one of those things where you start to really get critical about everything. Even staged uh, the idea. <laughs> Nutting six to seven times a day. Whoo, boy. Sounds, that sounds exhausting. Yeah. It sounds fun. Sure. For a minute. Once. I don't, I don't, I don't know of like week 52. Right. Of, of <laughs> six to eight nuts a day. I'm like really, I, I would be afraid to like get out of the shower. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. I'm Here working late. I'm working late, honey. I'm just gonna, oh, you can get my nut off later, babe. Like, yeah, no, me and the boys are, uh, <laughs> you know, going up to the bar. Got no, no, you can't come up and give me a hand the other the table, honey. Oh Lord, boys yeah. think that's a little weird. And uh, there was that one time with my shoe. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, you're like desensitized. You're gonna start inventing even too weirder much, stuff too much to done. do. Yeah, I mean, at that point, do like how like are you even are you even shooting white ropes? At no, that point? is it or is it's it like dust? The, or you're is it like the last bit? Or is it like the last bit of orange juice that you refuse to throw away? It's the, the last bit of the mustard ball just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got nothing. Just, just I'm tapped. <laughs> and so, of course, in, in typical fashion, Twitter users uh, took to to creating parodies. If he's at Target picking out curtains, I'm like, come on, babe, you're getting a nut. At the end of the day, I roll his up like a tube of toothpaste to make sure there's no nuts left. He's at our kid's parent-teacher conference. He's getting a nut. I'll make him nut while he's nutting. That's the secret. I make my man nut 27 times a day. (laughs) 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 um, Predictably, uh, yeah, just a a wonderful uh, fodder for people to goof on that uh, Caroline there. Really funny, because uh, she does the fake podcast thing, but it's for jokes. And so, like, she does yeah. a whole series where she's the girl boss, and it's like, uh, you know, who you uh, who you hang out with is who you're influenced by. I don't, I don't even see my kids because they're not earners. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're not. My kids aren't cash money to me. <laughs> yeah, I tell don't. them, uh, I can't forex anything off of them, so they gotta go. You know. <laughs> I'm teaching my I'm teaching my kids how to do forex, uh, <laughs> fucking arbitration <laughs> trades. Just, <laughs> just like psycho shit. Yeah, but some people f- keep falling for it. I don't know. It's like so very obviously a parody, but I don't know. Like it, it's delivered so earnestly. I think is part of it. Another thing, another another nut related thing. This is the last one. I swear is. Yeah. <laughs> User Damien Toll at Damien Toll. Let's check in on these promoted tweets. Here is a, a promoted tweet there. Surprise your dad with a customized Tumblr featuring his kid's name or appearances. He'll think of you every time he takes a sip. And it is uh, three cartoon sperms with the hair ties <laughs> clothes on with the kid's names. And then on the right side, which was the reverse of the cup, it seems like yesterday we were chilling in your balls. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Who's going to buy this for their dad? I, I, I would 
I would buy this. You know what I would do? What is that? I would buy this for a coworker who never shuts up about his kids. Okay, you know? <laughs> as a gag one, gift? Yeah. <laughs> like, here. Oh, you, oh, oh, it's awkward? You know what's awkward is hearing about, like, your kids' fucking wiffle ball games every single fucking Monday morning. Uh, uh, like, I've never met this kid. You don't bring him around. <laughs> I can't be, I can't put one one together. It's just this name in the ether. Yeah, you have no mental yeah. bit. It was like, who? If you want me to give a shit about this kid, bring him around. So I'm like, oh, that's that motherfucker. Right. That's uh, that's Skyler. Okay. He got okay, the, he got the third base last uh, week. Yeah. Uh, uh, fucking uh, Quiji Bojimbo. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Um, <laughs> it's Time Alien. Tart Whoever Smith. The, yeah. <laughs> this, this is my son, Tart Smith. And. Uh, um, Lim, Lim, and uh, perfect. I think they should just name boys Jennifer, but spell okay. them really phonetically weird, like J E N Y I P H Y E R. Um, what was the one I saw? G Y double N E F E R, Jennifer. Oh, <laughs> I uh, so I worked look like on a, his face. By the way, was I worked priceless. a call center job like in 2016. Yeah, and I realized that all the kids with the bad phonetic names were entering the work place and had to be like yeah my name's Corey, and then it would just be like it would be like a treasure map written right. on the back of an old man's back like q-u-o-r-i-e-y oh dude <laughs> like jennifer or like christian yeah. but it would but it would be like christian spelt like a weird fucking like you know cheese that's illegal to import to america right and you're like what <laughs> what what am i looking at here i mean i've gotten to the point People will automatically assume my name is spelled differently. Like I'll like J A Y S O N. Yeah, or J. I got J A I S O N. What do you think? You're like a fucking guy that sells soap. I guess I don't know. I, do I have that look? I don't, I don't, I don't know. think so. I, I know. I know. Fucking names are getting weird for kids because Brian's no longer a weird name. Like right. growing growing up, Brian was a really fucking weird. Well, name. Brian with a Y, sure. Oh yeah, my mom wanted my life to be hard. My sure. mom didn't realize. My mom wanted to name me Ryan, and my dad God. wasn't into it, and so they went with they Brian. Added a B at the beginning, but of Ryan. didn't realize that there was already a famous hockey player named Brian Sutter. Oh, no. So every once in a while, if I go to like a doctor, like a specialist or something for like you know <laughs> some going off my foot or whatever, if they're really fucking old, they'll be yeah. like, "Oh, I thought I was going to get the hockey player," oh, and I'll be like, man. "Oh man, we're still riding this one." <laughs> well, there's a there's a Jason Robinson in England that plays soccer, so I think we <laughs> yeah it's spelled the same and everything. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, so people I'll, are always just like, "Are you like are you related to him?" I'm like, uh, no, his family like I think specifically stayed in Canada. Yeah, my family's from Sacramento, so I'm from John Sutter. You know, like, oh, like Sutter's Bill. I'm like, it's not too cool when you realize that he like enslaved the Indians yeah, and also a- like fled Sweden to America to like uh, get away from his debt. And then, like, sent for his son, who he hadn't talked to in like fifteen or twenty years. Uh, it's like they're like no, like like John Sutter's not not like not a great, better. not a good, yeah. It, like there are founding fathers that were better people right. than John Sutter. Jeez. Like, there's like there's like there are people serving death sentences in America that are better people than John Sutter. Like, I don't come from good stock. No, somebody unearthed a 2019 cat turd uh, tweet. Dug it out of the litter box, I guess. Oh. oh. Uh, that is the, the group Right Wing Cope on Twitter, at Right Wing Cope. The, t- the uh, turds, yeah, I was about to say turd, the tweet in question. 
Might as well be a turd. I know. If Trump is arrested, I will eat diarrhea with a spoon. Well, today is Tuesday. <laughs> Trump was arraigned in New York City. We're waiting, buddy. <laughs> we are waiting for cat turd to eat diarrhea with a spoon. Never going to happen, but... Uh, we can hope. We can hope. April Fool's Day was the other day, of course, Saturday, and... Boy, what an uneventful time online. There wasn't really any, it really wasn't anything good. I got got. You got got? Okay, what what happened? So the Pell manufacturer, JHS. Okay. The main dude behind it, the JHS himself, okay. Josh Scott, released a pedal called the Bat. Okay. And what it was was a pedal that in theory simulated the different qualities of a uh, different 9-volt batteries and different for your uh, pedal and i thought this was just like a really weird uber niche cork sniffer thing because like yeah in a fuzz pedal that's like a fuzz face like germanium based circuit mm-hmm. i can definitely tell the difference between an alkaline and a carbon zinc battery hmm. it's a fucking it's it's you know it doesn't get me pussy it doesn't make no, my no. life any better <laughs> but i can tell if you put a carbon zinc battery huh. and a fuzz factory like i can tell it's a carbon zinc over an alkaline interesting um i used to be able to pick it out by ear i kind of have to a b it now to be like okay yeah i can tell so that was fake okay and okay. there is a music influencer on youtube emily hopkins i think she used to go by Emily the harpist and so she does guitar pedals and shit on her harps very cool but she did a video for it and I thought because I was just listening on the shitty fucking speakers on my uh my monitor my fucking 10 year old fucking 1080p <laughs> Asus $100 monitor yeah I didn't have my my nice fucking well, I have Adams I think I think that's what the fucking nice monitors I have are I didn't have those going and so she's like doing the AB and I'm like yeah I don't really hear a difference maybe I have to have like real speakers going I'm like oh it's a because it's and I just realized today like uh, oh it's the April Fool's joke yeah. but the thing is that like there's like all the stuff that he was doing like there are people out there particularly on a guitar forum called the gear page that would want that that, that would, would go that nuts can be yeah. like it, it's a big joke on the like weird neurotic things that <laughs> that people will do particularly when it comes to musical equipment anything but actually get better at playing the instrument <laughs> you know like oh i need this 400 dollars guitar pedal right. i need right. oh i need like this really nice like you know dave smith synth and it's like how about you just learn how to not suck with what you have nah. no nah. Oh, no the one thing that did get me uh, one of my favorite youtubers video game donkey he put up a post, and it's just John Wick Chapter 5. And you think, oh, okay, there's going to be a joke here. But no, it's no joke. It's a 10-minute short film made with found footage. Um, of course, spelling Keanu Reeves' name wrong, but this impressionistic, weird movie, this short film, it's... I don't really even understand what happens in it, but it feels very Lynchian, and I'm like... Well, this isn't funny, but it's an interesting thing to do. Yeah. Everyone's thinking uh, like, oh, it's a video game commentary, or he's going to make fun of the chapter four or whatever, but no, it's just... I think the best April Fool's jokes are the ones that, like, aren't, like, mean or great. They're more like what ifs. Like, wouldn't it be really cool if this existed? Yeah. Like, I mean, um, I think Geek had that problem of doing April Fool's stuff, and people like, actually, no, 
I want that. <laughs> yeah, can can you make that for me? I think they did a couple times. The the, uh, the unicorn in a can. I know they did that unicorn one. Unicorn in a can, and there was like the sleeping bag from Star Wars, mm. and the fucking little zipper had like a little mini lightsaber on it. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, where the fucking monster they cut open so Luke can stay warm. It's Tauntaun. Tauntaun, yes, yeah. there we go. Tauntaun sleeping bag, which is, you know what, like, as far as nerd shit, cash pretty, grabs. Pretty good. clever. Pretty, pretty clever. Pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give, them, I'll give them the credit for that. I think the one that always sticks out for me is the IGN fake Legend of Zelda trailer that looked <laughs> like it looked like at the time, like, it could be a real movie. It just it just looked good. Like it like was shot really well and had like some good special effects you know, oh, okay. for the time. So was it supposed to be like a, a live uh, action? Okay, okay, okay. Well, this came out like 2010. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see it. I I see how that could could get you in there. Well, yeah, because I mean now it like almost works better because everything's a fucking green screen, right? Yeah, much more common to see the, that. the chair that the Hulk is sitting in a green screen, <laughs> the cup he's holding a green screen. Yeah, the air, folks. Oh, yep, folks, you better believe that's a green screen. <laughs> You're doing the groundskeeper Willie. That's a Padlin. That's a Padlin. <laughs> doing the groundskeeper Willie. That's a Padlin bit, which itself is a riff on Cool Hand Luke. Uh, spend a night in a box. Oh, yeah. really? I've never seen Cole Hunt. Oh, man. Yeah, my girlfriend has realized that like I have a very <laughs> interesting knowledge of film. Yeah. But pretty much everything that's like in the AMC Top 100 can fuck off. Like, oh. I've never seen any of the Godfather movies. I've never seen like Heat. Mm. I've never seen Gone with the Wind. Um, a lot of classic movies. I think of those, I think you'd enjoy Heat more. Probably. Yeah, yeah it's a mid-period Michael Mann solid stuff. But uh, yeah, Cool Hand Luke has this one scene, and they're ta- he gets to prison, and they're telling him the consequences of everything. Well, everything, every consequence is spend a night in the box, and it's this little wooden box that you're shoved in for the night. Um, so the the groundskeeper Willie thing is a is a riff on that. That's ah. paddling. Um, anyway. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> From April Fool's gags to. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I'm pregnant. Oh, congratulations. I'm pregnant uh, with um, a baby that isn't real. Okay. Because I'm a man. Yeah. Um, and I have a penis. I, uh, I don't know those jokes where you take it out. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I, I actually think that's my least favorite April Fool's joke is like, the I'm, I'm pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. And it's like, oh, cool. I guess you've never like known anyone in your life that had like trouble conceiving or anything like that. <laughs> like, yeah, it does. It does really seem uh, bad at the very least. Like, I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I just stop and think for a second. I we're going to talk about Corby, the guy who killed the crypto markets yesterday by posting fake finance stuff. So yes, Brian, it is time for the crypto scam of the week. You're listening to 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, the podcast. And now it's time for the Crypto Scam of the Week. As we always do around this time, we're going to be talking about something really fun. Uh, A bit of an April Fool's gag on his own, I guess. I suppose. Uh, (laughs) A couple couple days late. But uh, yeah, a, a crypto Twitter personality named Kobe sent out a message. Interpol red notice for CZ, of course, referring to the CEO of Binance. Someone cracked the code. The post spooked markets, but it was all fake. The text was a garble. It was encrypted, and then someone mm-hmm. figured out the hash, de-encrypted 
the message because it's kind of, I mean, CZ is in some trouble with a yeah. lot of different people. It's not unreasonable to think that, like, maybe he knows something. Maybe this right. guy, because, you know, he's been a well-known figure. People tend to take those kind of things seriously. Well, because, you know, it's such a volatile marketplace. And so, I mean, people get scared real quick because sure. it's, it moves much faster in the stock market. It's much more volatile in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess if you're like if you wanted the like short BNB and Bitcoin, uh, Kobe really uh, pulled us pulled a big one. Yeah, I bet all of his bags are full. <laughs> oh, I imagine. Uh, sorry, Kobe said via Twitter that they posted the encrypted tweet after hearing a rumor. Well, this is why you don't run with unverified rumors. That's number yeah. one. You put something. In, in a in a puzzle format that crypto nerds are gonna that's chum in the water you're yeah, yeah. you're you're that's a very deliberate move mm-hmm. and i think someone had speculated that the reason that that colby did that was that so they could deny it later like oh no that's not what that says or mm-hmm. whatever you know but it's oh no no you're the you're the one that's gay <laughs> in fact actually and stupid yeah, yeah it's stupid. <laughs> so yeah it was not supposed to be like readable. a limestone basement <laughs> okay well i do that so now i'm real uh but yeah, kobe did uh post about this saying it was not supposed to be readable ever unless i revealed it so sorry about that will once again narrow down the list of people i can trust since tweeting only leads to bad things instead of good things i will probably do much less in the future wise words uh, stop talking that's yeah. probably a, yeah just uh, stop posting <laughs> log off <laughs> yeah big time so this person heard a rumor and instead of i don't know being coy about it or it seems so very strange to like encrypt it and then put the encrypted message out sit on it yeah just wait because if it's true you can probably be like oh i i, I knew that Actually, I, I guess that's not nearly as impressive. It's not nearly as fun. And yeah. apparently Kobe, from what other people on crypto, t- crypto Twitter have been saying, has had a history of kind of doing this shit. Yeah. And apparently did like ran like a bunch of pump and dump groups in crypto mm-hmm. back in the day, like between 2016, 2018. So it just sounds like a bored shithead with too many followers uh, moving the markets with... The fact that you can do that with a with a oh, single tweet. tweet, yeah. Well, and then of course Patrick Hillman, uh, Binance Chief Strategic Officer, posted one of the things is true. One, it's bullshit. Two, a law enforcement agent is illegally leaking elements of a case file through encrypted messages, a la QAnon, on GitHub, which is a felony and arguably a much bigger news story. I thought this was a tweet. Apparently, the the encrypted message was on <laughs> GitHub. Which is not a place I would think of to post anything that yeah. you want seen by anyone. Um, That's interesting. Some of the code I have on there is ridiculous. Uh, I, my conspiracy mindset is kicking in. It, it feels like this was intentional to a degree. I don't know. I, it, I'm of two minds on the subject, as I often am with crypto stuff. One, it was either intentional and they had a position that would this would benefit them. Right. Or... That it was just a little, uh, a little bit of trolling. We like to, do, you know, we like to call oh, it trolling. Oh, uh, 
Oh, I'm so sorry. You didn't like the turd I put in your pants? <laughs> wow. Guess oh. he doesn't have a sense of humor. Yeah, somebody shit my pants. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. So wow. what was wow. the... Wow, so you don't so you don't like being fucked with. Wow, huh? Mm, yeah. Thin skin. Mm-hmm. So I'm, tr- I'm still trying to determine what the overall fallout is going to be because... I mean, do you know what the exact losses were? Is there is there a figure out? Um, I th- I saw something mm. that was like a hundred million dollars. Jesus, that was was disrupted. Yeah, throughout various different uh, cryptocurrencies and stuff like that. Yeah. There was someone on crypto Twitter I saw that said that like, hey, I actually like personally lost like a hundred thousand dollars in value over this bullshit and. Um, it's hard to feel like super bad for that shit, but like, yeah, but it does, it does suck to think that, that, uh, you know, you can lose that kind of money just because like, again, a guy is bored. Yeah. Baffling. Well, speaking of baffling, Brian, we talked last week about one of your favorites, Teen Dad 13. Mm -hmm. And this week I figured we'd do the same with another classic comedy weird Twitter figure, Cat Will Ferrell. <laughs> so for the uninitiated, Cat Will Ferrell is a Twitter account. <laughs> the bio reads, Some E-Cards contributor, comedy show producer, parody account, Cat Williams and Will Ferrell, the funniest original content, booking inquiries, DMs. Of course, they're going <laughs> to ask you to, to book a comic who is somehow both Cat Williams and Will Ferrell. Uh, <laughs> one of their running jokes is, Twitter is great if you can't afford therapy, but also don't want to get any better. Ten years ago, we had no jobs. No, ca- Ten years ago, we had Steve Jobs, Johnny Cash, and, and something else. Bob Hope. Bob Hope. There now we, we have got. no jobs, no hope, and no cash. And don't let Kevin, anything happen to Kevin Bacon. Yeah, the, 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 cl- the worst joke imaginable. And they've been running into the ground since the inception of this account. And now, what we learned later was that it was obviously an intentional parody account, which you had to know because it's very, very clearly riffing on stuff that was popular at the time when it yeah. started, but that it was also run by someone that we, some of you may be familiar with if you follow Go Off Kings or uh, Blocked Party or one of those guys, Stefan Heck. Mm-hmm. Um, Stefan Heck uh, in a MY Magazine in the Intelligencer section, how my parody parody Twitter account got hacked by ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh boy. All right. So, from the article by Stefan, in order to understand Cat Will Ferrell, you need to understand how Twitter works. Twitter is filled with accounts mimicking popular comedians like Will Ferrell and Cat Williams, which trade on recognition to gain followers. Accounts like at Cat Williams underscore 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 and at It's Willie Ferrell pump out a steady stream of stale and stolen jokes that tend to sound more like boardwalk t-shirts than the comedians they are supposedly parodying. Here's one classic tweet from at will underscore 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 Farrell. 20 years ago, we had Steve Jobs, Johnny Cash, and Bob Hope. Now we have no jobs, no cash, no hope. Please don't let Kevin Bacon die. Now, you might say that joke is not only old, it's not funny, but there's no arguing with success. Twitter loves its parody accounts, which amass retweets and faves in the thousands and followers in the millions. What the question posed by at Cat Will Ferrell is, 
what if you make an account that tries to draft off the success of both Cat Williams and Will Ferrell? <laughs> <laughs> so what you get is a Twitter humor algorithm combining the charismatic personalities of two different comedians pulling in all the hottest memes, jokes, and political tweets, mixing them together into a delicious, coherent, highly viral laughter stew. When I created KWF, my only intent was to make people laugh. The best way I discovered to do this was to tweet the same classic joke over and over again. And yes, in the <laughs> in 2012, when the account started, it was every post was 10 years ago. We had Steve Hobbs, Bob, Steve Hobbs, really? We had Steve, Steve Jobs, Jobs, Bob Hope, Hope Johnny Cash. Cash. Now we have no jobs, no hope, no cash. Eventually, it starts to break down into 10 years ago, we had Steve Jobs, Bob Jobs, Bob Jobs, Bob Jobs, Bob Jobs, Bob, 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 So it started there, but man, it's really gone off the rails in the past couple of years. But this particular article does highlight a moment in time where this was all the rage. You couldn't fucking go anywhere without seeing dumb shit by It's Willie Farrell. Yeah. God. And I, and I oh, understand. God, I remember that, the funnier die skit. I mean, we're talking about Will Ferrell himself. Yeah, yeah. Between like 2009, I would say probably like 2013, it was like a, a real fucking heyday for kind of the screaming through your lines sort of humor. Yeah. Like, wow, this sure seems like you got a lot of nipples. Which can tell it's from the nipple store. What's yep. that? You got you got a dick in your ass? <laughs> I don't know. What, just... What's going on, folks? I'm, I'm dicking my ass, Will Ferrell. <laughs> Boy, my, it's sure hard to sit in this chair with a dick in my ass. My wife makes me come six to seven <laughs> times a day. I'm tired of nothing, folks. And it ruins my life and it makes my existence dreadful and unhappy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's better than what we had at the time. But yeah, are you thinking about the, the funnier die bit where he's, he's arguing? Yeah, he's arguing with I a little girl. I fucking hate that yeah. thing. I, I, I hope, Pearl I hope, the that, landlord, I hope yeah. that little girl <laughs> him. <laughs> Because yeah. there was definitely a point in time like going to house parties, and there's like the one guy there who like I know funny videos, and it's oh. like everyone else is tired of looking, going on like Daily Motion or live right. like, and searching like skateboarding broken arm, <laughs> which used to be my favorite thing. Like here, let me bring this party Skate, down. skateboarding accident, the yeah. broken arm specifically broken, broken arm. arm. Uh, you you must have liked them Bones Brigade videos back in the day. Yeah, I love right. them. <laughs> the Thrasher I just, Hall I just, of I was just like, you know what? I'm about to leave this party. Let me uh, let me <laughs> let me take the let me take the vibe down just, but they're always like oh you, you seen this video like will ferrell it's like some guy that has like a, a bud light stapled to his neck <laughs> and he's like ah you see uh you see this yeah and it's like it's like yeah dude we all we've all seen this and life is life has moved past the need for will ferrell arguing with a little child it has it had so saturated every friend group because like you know we all know people that we like you know, they're nice people. They're good people. Salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. You know, morons. <laughs> and uh, no, You mean uh, uh, dipshits? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're still bros of a certain stripe, you know, and they mm-hmm. still are, are, they're still like numbskulls. The, guy, the guys that wear like fucking uh, Birkenstocks to a Danny Brown concert. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Or the, you know, the guy who, you know, owns a Jeep and he's 42 He's still work. He's still working on his. You, Jeep you ever known so? You ever like work with someone or knew someone that you could just describe to other people? Like oh, he drives a Jeep Wrangler, and people are like, <laughs> "Oh, oh, I get what kind of piece of shit you're talking about." Nailed it in one. Yeah. Oh, he's divorced. No, you don't say. 
So yeah, those, those guys. Were... Kids don't talk to him. No, yeah, here. On. Oh, he's just trying to have fun, huh? <laughs> yeah. No fatties though. Uh, so, <laughs> that's got, on his dating profile. You got, uh, you've got dancers' legs. <laughs> yeah. Boy, yeah. that's obscure forms reference. I love it. But yeah, you, you, it was a big saturation point for Will Ferrell online, Cat Williams especially. And I can understand why these two in particular don't really have a social media presence because all these yahoos do it for them. They do it worse. Yeah. Or like every time you would get something and there would be like something supposedly from George Carlin, but it would be this like weird saccharine bullshit. Yeah. Or like, Keanu Reeves. Or yeah. like, I even saw one that was like Joe Pesci one time. I was like, <laughs> I don't think Joe Pesci, I don't, I don't really know. I don't have, I don't pretend to have like a, intimate understanding of his personality but like eh, it doesn't seem like a joe pesci there's not enough swear words yeah you know, in this and, one uh, joe pesci but i thought you were going like with like the fucking parody account shit i just remember um like i think it was like the grammys or american music awards that like kanye west did stronger with daft punk yeah and he was wearing that leather kilt and there was like by the time I was like getting to the computer because I didn't have you know because this was before fucking smart everyone had a smartphone right by the time I got to the computer there was already like three or four like oh, yeah. fucking Kanye's Kanye West kilt. leather kilt yeah Twitter accounts and um or like fucking uh Jack when he got married he had a beard so there was like a fucking Jack's beard <laughs> Lord you know, uh, yeah. yeah. Those type of parody accounts were awful, atrocious. Well, you talked about the the Rasta ball. I I love the fucking. (laughs) I I mean, I still think like the the greatest gimmick about that was that he just didn't change change anything. Yeah, I mean, he changed the at, but it was like he was not registering a new account. It was just right, and then to bring it back and then do like this weird thing that like the Rhode Island State Police murdered my brother (laughs) and making it seem like a very real like shoot. Like there was no kayfabe. No, this was like. A grieving person. So, a couple years go by. They're running this Cat Will Ferrell account. Again, this is from Stefan Heck's piece. It's the one sentence no expected parent wants to hear. Your Twitter parody account has been hacked by the notorious terror organization known as ISIS. (laughs) So, he says... 1.15 1.15 p.m. on Sunday, my combination's Cat Williams Will Ferrell parody Twitter account was taken over by terrorists, and they were posting unscheduled tweets with no regard whatsoever to my carefully curated weekend list of topics. The account was entirely different, filled with low-resolution, unsourced photographs, vague references to events and ideas that the average person wouldn't understand, a mishmash of unrelated hashtags like fake marriage facts and my depression looks like isis had taken my combination cat williams will ferrell parody account and turned it into a soulless vehicle for cynical audience gathering (laughs) 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 the kwf team this is the first time he admits that there's more than one person behind the account the kwf team and i watched helplessly as the tweets and retweets rolled in. It was a social media nightmare, and these ISIS guys were no fools. They had targeted us for weeks, or at least hours. They would actually changed the password, thus preventing us from accessing it. These guys were pros. This wasn't going to be easy. And so he calls in Mike Hale, uh, a.k.a. Dogboner, who is on YKS and also a a Go-Off Kings guy, to... Uh, fix it all basically uh, he says dog boner got down to business it was like something out of a tom clancy novel we pulled the rug out from under these isis fools simply by having twitter send the change password to the email address which we'd use to set up at cat will in the first place 
like I, I like I to get like another person involved to be like, yeah, there's yeah, actually really easy. <laughs> well, I think that's just part of you know. It's like okay, well, how much of this this article is actually real? Stefan is a known jokester, been known to put one over on people. But yes, apparently, uh, apparently the cat will uh, the cat will feral was a target for ISIS. That was news to me. Why that one? You know, it, it wasn't even that big of a parody account. It was a parody of a parody account. Yeah. And some of the stuff that Cat Will Ferrell is still doing, by the way, is still referencing Pharrell's, the, hat. Pharrell's big hat from, what was it, a Grammys like years ago? Like 10 years ago. Yeah, February 12th. The UFO they shot, Don, was actually Pharrell's big hat from a few years ago. Here's one, December 28th of last year. Breaking news, Hooters will change name to Tudors, phasing out boobs and focusing on new anus restaurant theme. And there's the <laughs> Hooters logo with <laughs> a, like a, a butt. butt and a butthole of the second O. That's <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, <laughs> of course, they've also taken to posting uh, what Stefan and Michael refer to as porno guys. These are guys that are Gooners, uh, yeah. usually overweight dudes, usually older men. 50s and 60s that are um, showing hog online and so they're, they're <laughs> they'll they'll modify memes here's one it's coming out of the pool others and it's like phoebe cates and fast times the ridge went high mm-hmm. and then me and it's an old guy with his dick out uh hog in hand and you see his butthole too what a yeah. weird photo but uh he also had a bit of a a bit of a bone to pick with another really popular twitter guy Home underscore halfway. Do you remember this? This no. little feud? So a guy who went by the handle home underscore halfway. And also, uh, you may it just his first name listed there was Michael. It was just a very strange. He was a big, big name, big guy. Not really sure why, because his jokes were really bad. Like here's, I'm just going to say it, folks. Trump is absolutely Slytherin. Just a classic tweet there, buddy. Classic tweet, Michael. Fuck me. Um, you know, just it, might fuck around and call it jelly and peanut butter from now on. How do you know you're a bad person? Just you, you call them jelly and peanut butter sandwiches. Standing outside. These are all separate tweets, by the way. Standing outside as my wife throws all my stuff out the window. Look, I'm sorry I called it a jelly and peanut butter sandwich. Not great. So, so one of the many things that they would do to harass this guy would they would have someone read his tweets and then add a laugh track to the end giving it the warmed over comedy club response they felt it desired when you die and you go to meet god but he wants to make sure you don't cuss here's another one i can't wish death on anyone but if he needed to quarantine for the rest of his life in a prison cell i wouldn't be mad of course i'm talking about donald trump oh yeah, it, home halfway turned into a uh, resistance like a fucking, lib. Like Jeff Tiedred shit. Like yes, absolutely. The band used to be called Clown Posse before they started calling them Jelly and Peanut Butter Sandwiches. He's got that one fucking joke. He can't let it go. Yeah, he's trying to workshop that thing to death, but it's not happening, brother. That feels like a CIA plant. <laughs> the second my son he wakes wakes up he starts crying nothing is more relatable to me if the sun is supposedly hot how come nobody has a crush on it so they did this for a while fucking with this guy but then yeah and anytime you don't get one of the uh, one of his jokes just check his faves 
He constantly is just doing the shittiest dad joke on a topic he saw a woman posting, so they will DM him because, haha, what a funny coincidence. <laughs> He's been doing this for eight years. Apparently, they also made several accusations that, like, yeah, he's replying to all these women that he follows with, like, you're great. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, could you send me some of your hair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I won't call it a jelly and peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> send me a photo of your uh, feet and the birthday cake. <laughs> think uh, think it would be pretty tight. Mm-hmm. And so they've been, I mean, they they were hounding him for a while, you know, like, favoriting posts about how dming girls isn't cheating but doing it on your alt so your wife doesn't see lol like they really went after this guy for a while they dropped a bit but it, it was it was one of those things like damn they really got it out for this dude also he was a shitty comedian it wasn't funny yeah but uh more porno guys <laughs> including one of them where he's a table it's just a guy who looks like a naked santa and it says me in january like they misspelled January, um, <laughs> just really funny. You ever wanted to grab the barber's dick, <laughs> <laughs> sir? This is a Wendy. Mentally, I'm my son Nestor. Twitter is great if you can't afford therapy. I'm Garth Brooks, and I need iTunes gift card. That's the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot those were those were my that was my favorite era of yeah. like scam DMs were like I'm uh I'm Michael Jackson, I'm alive and the comeback I need fifty dollars <laughs> in iTunes gift cards. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, because now nowadays they're just trying to tell you it's your boss and I'm like, man, I'm not buying you shit. What do you want? Yeah, man? fuck off. Very free form. Whenever anything goes, like cyberbullying. Yes. Uh, uh, posting posting fat dudes ball sacks. <laughs> My wife's gonna have a baby now home halfway that says and then it, it favorited something and, it's, and so their post is faving girl selfies while your wife is in labor, absolutely king shit, and truly the nicest guy on here. <laughs> Yep, and more porno guys. More porno guys. <laughs> Some of these are just distressing because it's clearly like he's not enjoying that bike ride. There's the guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's just a weird posture? <laughs> Hair tie around his dick. There's there's so many of these. I don't even know where to begin. What's the, what's the, the oh, 9-11 one? This 9-11 one is... Oh, the bald guy. <laughs> I haven't seen that in forever. One in a million shot, it says. <laughs> one in a million. And it's a guy standing in front of the camera, his balls dangling and right in front of the camera, and, and right underneath his balls is the second plane about to hit the tower. <laughs> one in a million shot. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I got to tell you this. Cause I don't, yeah. You don't- that, that is a great story. Uh, every time I hear it, it makes me smile. Yeah, uh, let's see here. Oh, it looks like Cat Terry uh, deleted the tweet. <laughs> oh, you were looking for it. Someone on Twitter, uh, he he, wait what? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. I know that guy, uh, aka Screamer Jim, uh, mm-hmm. posted and said uh, he might have deleted it, but that's okay. Others do not forget what time it is. That's correct. <laughs> it's time for him to get a spoon. So uh, we're going to confront some racism today, Brian. Um, the shock.jpg for this week. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Shock.jpg. Yes, that's right. The shock.jpg this week. K-K-K.com. No, it is not the homepage of the Ku Klux Klan. It is instead, much like our Blink-182 site, 
a site meant to trick any would-be visitors who are looking for the clan. And just like that, it is Flash. <laughs> Motherfucker. All right, well. Well, what was this supposed to be there, uh, man? It's a video of a uh, black man giving another black man a blowjob. Oh. With the song Pump It Up by Joe Budden playing in the background. <laughs> and of course, it just... I, I, you know, I would have enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it used to be a real website with an animated GIF of the video, uh, but of course now it is no longer uh, there. And Flash, of course, being depreciated, robbed us of yet another wonderful experience of just leaving that on in the background and forgetting about it for two hours. <laughs> Pump it up. Oh, there it is. Okay, it says, Are you, were you looking for this? Well, too bad, you Nazi. And it has the actual KKK uh, site uh-huh. uh, up there. I was looking for that. I'm like, okay, what? Um, I love to prank racists. And so I think this is a, a wonderful way mm-hmm. to do it. Although, like, uh, did you have to be homophobic about it? I don't know. I mean that's kind of, that was that was kind of how the internet internet was you know fifteen twenty years ago you kind of got like the one thing you're like huh and you're like oh there's also something deeply problematic about this yeah like ah oh, yeah you are kind of turning something on its head and like possibly pranking some pretty disgusting people but, uh, but you yourself are also doing something kind of uh, uh, underhanded and gross well I mean, any anything with some of these shock sites especially the ones that are dealing with like beheadings or whatever that are you know usually politically motivated and all that and like oh well this this kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth let me tell you something jason Mm -hmm. if you can find me a shock site Mm -hmm. that plays the daniel pearl video the yakety sax oh okay you know what that's pretty funny yeah (laughs) it's pretty good it's pretty good oh boy yeah geez i remember i had a friend in high school and like his dad was just like a low key miscreant. Yeah. And like played kraut rock and like apparently was like <laughs> like a minor celebrity in certain parts of Germany. Okay. Like for like his eighties hair metal stuff. Like just a really weird situation. Okay. And they they had pet guinea pig. Okay. Just to show you kind of how like the vibes were in that house. They had yeah. a pet guinea pig named Mr. Giggles. <laughs> okay. Which was which was short for Mr. Gigglestein. Mm. And the the story behind Mr. Gigglestein oh, was <laughs> this nose dives into something really anti-Semitic. <laughs> <doesn't it? laughs> I heard but, but, I heard but if you could just imagine the dog if you just whistle imagine, just if you just imagine you go over to your friend's house in high right. school and he shows you something like the Daniel Pearl video. And he's like, dude, this is fucking crazy. And he has to like minimize the video because his dad walks in to go to the guinea pig and being like, you know, I was a rich man in Germany. Then they took away my diamond factory. Oh, <laughs> he's just like, what the fuck? Mr. Giggles was very upset that the Germans took away his diamond factory and had to escape to <laughs> America. <laughs> oh, my God. It was just a fucking orange and white fucking <sighs> guinea pig. And just... It didn't okay. really do anything. Right. But the persona was a very, very upset man. He was a small <laughs> business owner, and the Nazis derived him of his right mm. to participate in the free market. And he said he was not a song and dance man. No, no, no. Which is why he didn't play game with the Krauts. Now he's here in America. I don't know what the rest of the bit was. But that, again, that was so many times. Like his yeah, dad would just, just come in with like a Miller light in his hand, and just be like, oh! You're going to make a fool out of me, eh? <laughs> <Just like, laughs> were like, they were they like ethnically Jewish? Was this a thing? Were they they like, were like Eastern European. 
it's it's a weird joke regardless. It but. was it was a really weird joke. <laughs> and then like and then like I remember one time we went down to his like dad's recording studio and he's like, hey, you wanna see like like the stuff that my dad doesn't know that I know he has? And I'm like, sure. And it's like dad porno was all like girls with like 80s perms mm-hmm. and then like weird german porn where like a really skinny guy fucks like a really fat chick <laughs> and, and i'm just like huh all right yeah it's just it's like this tracks for a guy that that says uh, his guinea pig his children's right. guinea pig is a, is a refugee Jewish from the guy. holocaust yeah, <laughs> very strange fellow yeah. but anyways uh, that's how the, the the daniel pearl video is associated yeah. with it's just like wow that's really gory and like oh shit your dad's here to be weird with the guinea pig <laughs> <laughs> oh shit your dad's here to be weird with the guinea pig yeah. again not the first time everyone everyone had their own mr giggles voice oh my god like the whole family did just about like Ugh. even like his sister who was not like Someone I would call like, call like outwardly funny, right. even had like a Mister Giggles voice, and I don't remember <laughs> what hers was. But I mean, everyone's just like, well, I mean, it was all some variation. Of, oh, you're not gonna make a fool out of me, <laughs> just over it. Oh, yeah, just yeah. What a, uh, like I'm, I'm used to that. Like from certain <laughs> perspectives, like I'm, I'm, I'm used to that idea that like, okay, we can, all, we're the only ones that can make fun of us, and so that's why I asked, like, are they an ethnic Jewish? Because it's like, well. I can kind of give that a pass, you know, like, well, I just, I just think it was, I just think it was weird. I think yeah, they're just being very weird. odd. I never, I never heard anything else from like his dad that was like racist or like untoward to a certain type of people. I was just like the one thing it was like the Guinea pig, which is boring and uninteresting. I will make it interesting by saying it had diamond factory and fled the Holocaust and is incredibly pissed about these things. <laughs> Like otherwise, like a pretty like normal, normalish like dude that spent most of his time fucking chain smoking his fucking basement guitar studio and like yeah, living the dream is what I call that shit. No shit. So that was shock. JPEG everyone. everyone. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. not much to speak of this week. Uh, Sadly, it's it's one of those things where like man, it's feast or famine when it comes to those. Sometimes I'll have a a rich treasure trove, and sometimes I'll just like. Uh, there was this thing, I guess. No, this existed yeah. at one point. This, if you wanted to see some really gnarly, uh, you have to go back to 2002. Yeah, there they, definitely are. They're not as many. They're, they're, they're few and far between because most of what you see shocking stuff is going to be tweets. Yeah. Like the McChicken guy. Um, McChicken. Yes, the McChicken. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> the, the turn, unfortunate turn incident. Yeah. Can you turn it off? I'm tired of the guy fucking the McChicken. <laughs> Yeah. Through his boxers, lo- which is which is low oh, no. T behavior. I I, I, I still got to disagree with you on that one, but that's a whole other thing. So, breath mint time this week, Brian. Uh, what's been up in your world as far as stuff you've been enjoying? Uh, I finally finished the Resident Evil Four remake. What'd you think? Uh, I think it was good. I had a lot of fun. I do not know if it's my favorite of all of the Resident Evil remakes so far. It is most certainly better than three. That's the consensus, yeah. I do not know if it's better than two. Some some of the changes they made, like I kinda get, but it they they made it too serious. I liked it a lot a lot more when it was weird and campy. Yeah. Than kind of like a little bit more played down the middle. Ramon Salazar is like still a fucking weirdo character and like there's there's still weird shit but 
But he's not like 12. In this. Like uh, Oz, uh, Sadler has like a lot less to do. And maybe there's more of that when they do like the Separate Ways DLC. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I heard Ada Wong got a, a little bit of a makeover too. Yeah. Um, well, I think they used the same actress they used for the Resident Evil 2 remake, who is Which the woman who sense. played Ada in the Welcome to Resident Evil movie. Okay. That makes a lot so, of sense. So yeah. um, I think she did fine. I think she played it a little bit. I think you're trying to do like a little bit more of a subdued femme fatale thing mm-hmm. for her performance in this game, but came off kind of flat. Speaking of the Welcome to Resident, uh, Welcome to Raccoon City uh, movie, Re- 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 yeah. Well, rest in peace, Lance Reddick, the uh, the actor from that. He's uh, no, he wasn't. In the, he was in the bad. Uh, oh, was that not the same one? I thought no, was that a- was the Resident Evil Netflix thing. Oh, okay, which uh, was really weird, and Lance Reddick was like kind of the best part about it the best part about a lot of stuff but yeah yeah yeah. he like there's one scene where uh in the arkley mountains where he is like visiting the him is the the original wesker is like visiting his clones and he's like dressed up like resident evil 5 wesker but but because he is a a black man and not like a you know white guy like wesker is in the video games he kind of looks like a a weird version of blade like he even kind of has like the the like the the flat top yeah it's a like it's like it's just also weird to see like lance with like a full head of hair yeah that's true man because man he's been bald and everything since yeah yeah, early um, 2000s yeah so it was it was he actually does some really interesting stuff in that show that is otherwise unremarkable. So you'd say he like elevated the the whole affair. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it was. I mean, I think it was right when people like it was kind of weird casting, not because of the color of his skin, just like, uh, just I don't know if he really fit like what we what but people you think thought of, Wesker yeah. could be. But like, just as far as like him going for it and putting his own stamp on it, he did like a, a really good job. Yeah. But. Uh, I think I missed the camp. I think yeah. they took out some little scenes and some of the pacing, particularly towards the end, doesn't really work. The island still sucks shit. <laughs> and always It's has. still a yeah. mess. It's it's better. It's less frustrating. It's less uh, fucking spongy. I think they kind, of, they kind of fucked with the island in some ways I didn't like. They give more backstory to like who Sadler is, but give him less to do as far as like being the big bad so they're like taking him with one hand and giving him with the other yeah Yeah. so it's like okay you kind of understand who he is as a in the mythology of this game but as far as like you don't have like any radio transmissions with him where mm. where you're like where he's like oh foolish american you always think you're going to you know he's not doing this uh this uh you know dracula kind of thing uh, that that feels like a waste yeah i don't don't have it's that some some yeah weird choices as far as like some of the story beats but um like i enjoyed it uh, mercenaries comes out this friday oh great i'm gonna have fun with that when i get back from milwaukee but yeah it was just like the it started off really strong got kind of lost in the in the middle during the castle got really good near the end of the castle like the minecart stuff's really good but like also they got rid of like the underground ruins hmm. that come before the minecart yeah some of the stuff they took out, I think, was part mm. of the weird, endearing character of the game, and just kind of put, they kind of Resident Evil three the few things. Mm. It felt where you're like, oh, you're kind of cutting the corner because you don't really know what to do with these assets or these ideas, but you're kind of also taking out some of the charm. Yeah, and what you're replacing it with is better than what stuff was replaced with in Resident Evil three. But 
like the stuff with Krauser feels kind of oddly rushed. Hmm. It doesn't feel as interesting. There's not much intrigue. Hmm. Graphics are good. The combat started to grow on me after a while, but I'm just like, uh, it, I don't know. I don't know. Something it's, was off. Uh, yeah. And also maybe it doesn't help that I just replayed it last the original Resident Evil 4 last summer. So it's pretty fresh in my mind. Right. That'll and, do it. Yeah, for sure. And it's just, uh, yeah, I might be one of those guys that say I, I might maybe prefer the original. Well, I mean, which of the five different re-releases are you talking about? You know, the, the, the oh, Wii I, I, I like playing uh, the Wii mm-hmm. release where you one. use the Wiimote and you move like shit. Yeah, that's the drawback, but I like the aiming for sure. I was, I've never played that. I was just being a dick. Oh. I like playing it on my Engage. <laughs> the Goatsy phone? The Goatsy phone. <laughs> uh, but um, I'm trying to think what else. Cause it's, it's a normal window. Uh, normally, it's a shorter window than we normally have between episodes because... Uh, we got stuff, stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, fuck off. <laughs> You're getting your content either way, you little piggy. Yeah. Come to the trough and get your fucking captive bolt to the temple. <laughs> Being openly hostile with the audience. I love it. I <laughs> come love fucking, to see it. Come fucking fight me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the fans. I'm going to take out all the anger I have on my sh- <laughs> that I have for my shittiest coworker on you. And you don't... You, I'm not sure if you want that smoke. No. Uh, the other thing... Other hell, than even the, uh, I don't want it. Beats me why some dudes choose to suck. Sure as hell ain't my scene. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. The other thing that was consumed media-wise was uh, WrestleMania. Oh, Yeah. Uh, what was how was that? I didn't catch it. Uh, night one was really good. Night two was pretty bad. It feels like that's how most of these two night WrestleManias go. Is that one night is usually pretty good, and the other one's pretty shitty. The first night had had the John Cena versus Austin Theory match, which felt like a bad house show. This <laughs> felt like something I could go see at Broadway Athletic Club. Right. Well, because you made a prediction last week that. Uh... That Bianca would be up against uh, Oscar. Oscar, uh, yeah. Uh, that was a great. That was on night two. That that match, and the Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns match. I think were the only two good matches at on night two. But night one, the Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair match was pretty fucking sick. I don't know if. Rhea purposely meant to just absolutely fucking like shoot beat the shit out of Charlotte Flair <laughs> but Charlotte Flair who has gotten kind of every feels like she's gotten everything handed to her in her wrestling career yeah literally like she aged 10 years in that ring there are shots that hear her near the end of that match where she kicks out on a two count yeah and zooms in our face and she looks like she looks like she is like just got off her shift at Fantastic Sam's and doesn't have enough money to buy another pack of cigarettes. Yeah, according to Yahoo News, she's taken time off after that match. Oh yeah, no, she <laughs> she got like fucking uh suplex like onto like the top of her head. I don't know if that was Rhea misjudging things or they really just wanted to make it look like a real fucking slobber knocker. Yeah. Uh but uh there was one point where I forget how it happened, but Rhea put Charlotte up on the turnbuckle and like I think she might have punched Charlotte something happened I forget exactly the means of of what occurred but uh Charlotte ended up being limp on the turnbuckle with her hair over her face looking like a dead body Jesus and uh I was like yeah well the thing is in the was it Wrestlemania 36 or 37 the one that was the covid wrestlemania real dropped the nxt women's championship to charlotte a match that i think pretty much everyone hated 
Yeah. And I think still hates. So everyone kind of felt like, oh, this is, you know, Charlotte has the belt. Right. Rhea's the challenger. They're probably going to fuck over Rhea again. But Rhea uh, came through and it was a fucking amazing match. Brutal. Yeah. And then the main event was uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. And that ended up being fucking awesome. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of that. Fucking Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are now the undisputed fucking uh, WWE Tag Team Champions. They got the SmackDown and the Raw belts. On night two, Shane McMahon came out during a uh, <laughs> a thing, a bit with... Because Miz was hosting WrestleMania because uh, Vince McMahon can't do it anymore because yeah. uh, his uh, his problems. Uh-huh. And so the Miz comes out and... One thing about the Miz is he's not my favorite guy at all, but he seems like he will do anything at his own expense to get someone else over. He is yeah. he is most certainly the most motherfucking team player person probably on the roster that isn't Shelton Benjamin or oh yeah or, or a couple other guys I could think of off the top of my head. And so Shane McMahon was supposed to come out and be like this the special challenger. Yeah, the Snoop Dogg uh, put up the Miz up to. And Shane McMahon being like fucking bloated. He's got like fucking HGH like bloat, but also looking like he fell out of like a uh, sausage machine from like a Fletcher <laughs> Fletcher cartoon. Yeah, like he just lo- he just he's a Nasty. guy that looks like he just sweats. Yeah, <laughs> like there's nothing going on. Yeah, like he could he could be watching TV. Right, he could be going through his mail, and it's just like just just stank ass swamp ass all the time just a sweaty man Ugh. and uh so he was gonna do the match with the miz and he kind of does some like his little like footwork and all that yeah. and the miz hits the ropes and shane mcmahon goes to do that thing where you know the, the guy your opponent hits the ropes he comes back at you and you <clears throat> jump above him split your legs yeah and shane comes back down rolls his ankle it looks like oh no and realizes he can't do the fucking mind you the match is not even 30 seconds at this point and so as the miz comes back around off the ropes back towards him he like flops awkwardly in the middle of the ring so the the, like the stop miz and so like ref comes out medics come out they're like what the fuck and like the miz is just like walking around like with his arms up and like breathing really heavily mm-hmm. and then snoop dogg just like fucking improvs and just beats the shit out of the miz and pins him it's him with the people's elbow i heard yeah, yeah. No, it was fucking bizarre i don't know if he had an earpiece in or if like a ref told him but like just like one of those things where, like it was so smooth like was that was that what was supposed to happen? I don't think so. No, yeah, yeah. it doesn't, doesn't feel like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus, uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler win the women's fatal four. That match sucked dick. Yeah, suck shit. The the big roundabout slobber knocker uh, tag team match for the men's uh, the men's folk the men folk on on uh, night one on Saturday. It's actually really fucking good. Everyone got to do high spots. Mm-hmm. I forget who did the pin. Um, what was the other guy in the Street Profits? Is uh, uh, Angelo Dawkins. Angelo Dawkins got the pin. Yeah, a lot of great spots. Everyone looked good. It's kind of like a really nice, fun way for a lot of tag team guys who uh, are on the mid card don't really know what to do with them, but you want them to get their WrestleMania paycheck. So everyone, get, you get to have this fucking crazy ass match. Yeah. Um, the women's match was really sloppy and it felt rushed and. The worst thing about Ronda Rousey in WWE 
is that a lot of things feel like they are done to the detriment of other wrestlers to make Ronda Rousey look good. Yeah. And uh, it um, sucks. Because, like, Ronda Rousey, like, early on the match, everyone takes her and Shanna out mm-hmm. because they're perceived as the biggest threat. So for probably, like, 90% of the match, they're, like, rolling around on the outside of the fucking mat <laughs> and, like, uh, and all this. Yeah. And then they just, like, win the match, like, at the very end. Yeah. And it's not good. No one looked good. Shotzi and Natalia probably looked the best. Mm-hmm. But um, it just it just didn't feel right. And then, like, the fucking uh, Brock Lesnar and Olmos uh, match sucked uh, because... Uh, Almost is, you know, huge, but he only has like five moves. Right. And Brock yeah. Lesnar is is lazy. Yeah. So he only has about three moves. Yeah. He's got like a punch. He's got like a suplex, and he has the his finisher, the F five. Yeah. And so I mean, it was kind of cool watching Brock Lesnar get thrown around like he was a, a like you know a fucking small guy. <laughs> yeah. But there's not too much those guys two guys could do. Yeah. And uh, it just felt like a really awkward match, and everyone was glad when it was over. Some of the things that suck about WrestleMania sucked about WrestleMania, particularly on night two. People feel like that's Vince McMahon back in, mm. and of course during night two it was announced that the parent company of UFC Endeavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, was going to buy uh, the majority stake in WWE. That feels like funny, that was coming, yeah. Which is funny because back in the day, Shane McMahon told his father Vince, you should buy UFC when mm-hmm. UFC was a much smaller company. And Vince told him to fuck off. And that's why Shane McMahon left the WWE for a number of years. He was pissed. And, and now the UFC has come and bought, you know, it's the fucking Netflix burying blockbuster kind of thing. Yes. I thought it was like an April Fool's joke on its own because like <laughs> Endeavor is like the key word that like WWE uses in their press releases when they uh, release a, a wrestler like, oh, yeah, we wish future some, endeavors. Yeah, yeah, your future endeavors. So I was like, uh, is this a joke? And then like I, I got some better credible sources. I'm like, oh, oh, oh this boy. is actually fucking happening. That's wild. So there's that. Uh, Jason. Yeah. What, what media did you consume? I have been scouring the ps plus catalog for something new looking for something new to play uh i finished dark souls 2 scholar of the first sin probably my third time playing through it and i never want to play that game again yeah that's uh, how most people seem to describe dark souls 2 like I'm, I'm glad i did it but jesus christ no and this is the third time and i say it every time so i don't know, you know what the deal is there but I, you know full sorcery run i was doing i was running sorcery and hexes i was trying out all the different cuz i don't usually play a magic user in these games yeah. it's not a but elden ring kind of opened my eyes like oh well there's a lot of possibilities actually and so since i'm going back through these i'm doing a lot more heavy sorcery builds a lot of pyromancies and all that stuff yeah. so finished dark souls 2 still you know worth playing but if you've played it before you don't really you really don't need to go back it's fine so I'm looking for something new, and I found something really charming, kind of cool. It's a little mobile gamey. Uh, don't know how long I'll stick with it. It's called Ollie Ollie World, which is a Donkey Kong Country style world map, and you choose your little zones, and you're but you're still doing it's, it's a two stick game. No, it's a one button and one stick game. You're you're doing tricks based on the direction you hold the 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 left uh, left stick. And you're, you know, speeding up with X. That's it. There's not a lot of complexity to the game. It's fast-paced. It's kind of fun. It's a little goofy. 
um, picked up a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure game, mm-hmm. which I love the animes, but the games have always kind of left me cold, and this one's no different, Eyes of Heaven. It's weird. It takes place between some of the chapters and has some characters that were supposed to be dead coming back for some... It, it's, it justifies itself in all these really weird ways, but it's JoJo's Anything Can Happen. It's characters from seasons that haven't happened yet start appearing. Yeah. Uh, like... This is right at a point where one of the major villains of the series, three seasons or four seasons in, has it opens on the final fight between between yeah. uh, Joseph, uh, no, between. Uh, God, there's so many fucking Joe stars. The the one in the the, the trench coat with the gold chain. I forget his name. Yeah. Anyway, that Joe star facing off against the Dio, who's the big series villain. And it starts there. It's like, well, that's midway through the series. Because we're on like season six or seven now with Stone mm-hmm. Ocean. So if you're a fan of the series, oh, cool, Easter eggs, kind of fun stuff for sure. people. But the gameplay is like God Hand level of like awkward controlling and kind of odd, which worked for God Hand because sure. it was a PS2 game, but we're past that now, who, I think. Who published this one or who um, That's a good question because I know that some other ones have been um, RGG, which is the people who made Yakuza. Yeah, because I was going to say, I watched like a, a friend play. They had like on PS Plus or something like that as well that was like a JoJo Bizarre Adventure game, but it was in the Yakuza engine, and it looked like really interesting. Yeah, this one was CyberConnect2 was the publisher, uh, or the developer, publisher, B&E Entertainment. No clue what those folks have done before. There, Yeah, but you're right. There was another JoJo game by RGG. Maybe it was Fist of the North Star. I can't remember. It was. It was Fist of the North Star. I played that one, too. That one's really great. Uh, okay. That one's definitely... Definitely do not get JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Eyes of Heaven. Um, it's a bad pee-pee-poo-poo game. It's not great, no. Uh, no. And and then the other real big thing that, that impressed me a lot was Kids Are 13. We're starting to explore the world of PG-13 movies that came out when you or I were that age. Hey, have you shown them uh, Campbell Holocaust yet? I, that's not PG-13, Brian. Oh, <laughs> I guess your I guess your childhood was different than mine. A little bit, yes. Instead of Cannibal Holocaust, we went with the Coen Brothers classic Raising Arizona. Ooh, what a right. film. What a film. Nice. I didn't expect it to hold up as much as it did. I was really impressed. Nicolas Cage, of course, his unhinged best. He got a wonderfully subdued Helen Hunt. Holly Hunter. Jesus Christ. Gosh. Get your shit together. I know, Jesus. dude. Come on. Get your shit together, brother. A a wonderfully jolly John Goodman. You just got a cast that can't be beat there, and it just it's a hoot. It's give it another watch, man. Because if you haven't seen it in a while, I'm sure there's going to be something in there that that surprises you. Because there certainly okay. were several for me. Uh, the, the idea that he has this bad dream, uh, and in it there's this you know Mad Max biker, but then the biker is actually real. So <laughs> this, this, weird Lynchian thing happens where just like he dreams it and then it's real and it's actively chasing him really strange and you'll notice little lines because I didn't remember it from the first 15 times I've seen it you know the husband of one of the wife's friends comes over and they got all these kids running around well you know she's been thinking about another one because these ones are too big to cuddle (laughs) (laughs) Like, ugh, I guess some people do that. It, just, it it felt very 
true, even though it was goofy as shit. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to give it up. Came to. came from the pages of a lived life. If it does kind of feel that way. And then the last thing on my list here is a wonderful anime series that we are watching as a family called Spy X Family. You heard about this, Brian? Uh, I think you might mention it last episode. Did I? Maybe, oh. or someone else has been talking about it. Maybe I saw someone talk about it on Twitter. But yeah, I am aware of it existing. It's fun. You got a, a spy whose mission is to infiltrate this, you know, fancy school, mm-hmm. and so he picks this first kid from the orphanage that he can find that's of the appropriate, you know, size and whatever. And it turns out she's a psychic, but she doesn't tell him, and so she knows he's a spy. Uh, he has to fake a marriage, so he meets this assassin woman. So you've got this whole... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were talking about this last episode, yeah. Ah, okay, I was, all right. No, I you're fine. Remember, I mean, I like, if, if it's still good, still good. You know, I'm glad to hear it. I was just editing last week, so I don't even, I don't remember me talking about it. Anyway, uh, not important. Principle of the thing is enjoy it. It's fun. Um, that's all I got. Brian, you anything? I got one last thing I've yeah, been yeah. talking about for a couple of weeks. The uh, Castlevania expansion of Dead Cells. Interesting. Came out uh, early March. Gosh, it's like a month ago, I think. Okay. Um, I picked it up. I haven't had like the most time to spend with it because life and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was able to put a couple. I'm kind of famously bad at Dead Cells. I don't think I've ever fucking beat it. Roguelikes in particular. I'm also. Yeah. I've I've gotten. I've unlocked a lot of stuff. Done a lot of stuff. But I don't think I've ever like. I've never beat it. Um, I've gotten to the final boss once. If you really like Castlevania before it was bad, like I would say <laughs> uh, before the DS games kind of went off the fucking uh, cliff, yeah. uh, it's a pretty good love letter to that. It's a little heavy on Symphony of the Night, which is fine because that's arguably my favorite Castlevania game. It's it's a it's a good bit of fan service. It adds a lot of new items to the game. They're really fun to use. Also, it had been a minute since I had gone back to Dead Cells, so the uh, the Everybody is Here update is also something that was new to me. So you got items from like Shovel Knight, Hotline Miami, um, huh. a couple other indie games I'm not super familiar with, and the baseball bat from Hotline Miami is super fucking fun. The shovel from Shovel Knight is also really fun to use. I imagine, yeah. Um, so I came back to a lot of new... I haven't played probably for like three or six months. Came back to a lot of new content. Don't know how much more they can put into Dead Cells. <laughs> right. Um, but it's I, it's it's probably one of the most accessible roguelikes out mm. there. Mm. Um, there's a lot of different ways to play it. I used to be really into like traps and and abilities. Got a little bit more in the melee last couple times I've played the game. But it's I it, I will say it, it it feels like a roguelike that anyone can enjoy in their mm. own way. It it's definitely more accessible than, like, say, Enter the Gungeon. That's when I always bounce off, yeah. I, I reinstall it every couple months, and then it just... I, the I, only time I ever I got good Enter the Gungeon was, like, when I was incredibly bored. I might have been, like, unemployed for a month or so. Mm. Had nothing better to do than that. All I did was play, like, Enter the Gungeon. Mm. It's a level of dedication I just don't have, I think. I got really good at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's like how, like, you get good at a Soulsborne game. Right. Where, like, you get really good... And then, like, like I know if I went back and played Elden Ring right now, I probably would suck shit. Right. You really got to get familiar with your verbs and your rhythms. It's just a really unforgiving game. It's one of those games you play until you get bored of it, and then you just go look at all the stuff you can't and never will see <laughs> right? uh, on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I had to. I was like, what, what else is there in this game? Oh, you got to d- beat the game five times and then do it 
perfectly and without then you getting hit. And then, uh, build the gun that erases the past. Six times, yeah. Yeah. Just... You got to get the Mr. Giggles gun. You got to visit the Diamond Factory. <laughs> we should add that in a game. <laughs> the Diamond Factory. The Diamond Factory. I've said that before. Like, oh, this guy acts like he owns like a Diamond Factory. <laughs> and people just be like, do you... A private what's... little joke just for you. Yeah. Where you th- I'm actually like, where do you think diamonds come from? They're made They're in the made factory. factory. Yeah. Where, where, what? Where are you, where are you, what do you think? They come out of the ground? <laughs> come on. Let's be Man. realistic here. Well, it's about that time, Brian. I think it's time for them to uh, figure out where to find us online. And I can tell you where to find the show. That's 48minutesdogsbarking.com. The number four, the number eight minutesdogsbarking.com, of course, as we do with everything on the show. You can email us each, Jason at 48minutesdogsbarking.com, Brian at 48minutesdogsbarking.com, if you wish to send us, you know, vague threats against the If you want to send me the Daniel Pearl video, something (laughs) happy sacks. That is a bounty. I think we can put that out there. Yes, uh, five golden man babies. <laughs> you can find good, sh- good sir. You owe me. You owe me a new keyboard. That's I've spilled right. coconut rum and delight <laughs> and merriment of seeing Daniel Pearl's, you know, front of his neck ripped from his body. Set that. Oh, it's going back on. Oh, it's going off in reverse. Oh yeah. Jeez. Um. Yes, the show itself can be found on Twitter at 4A Minutes of Dogs, uh, patreon.com slash 4A Minutes of Dogs, etc., etc. Any place that the number four, the number eight minutes of dogs can be entered, chances are you'll find us there. We'll post clips of the show, TikTok, every once in a while as well. Brian, where can they find you online? Uh, if you want to harass me, uh, send me death threats, or recruit me to uh, anti-trans politicians. <laughs> if you're a rogue FBI, junior G-man, and you just kind of want to go against the grain, I'm your guy. Tired of setting up mentally disabled people to mosques or hockey centers? You know what? I'm I've I've got ADD and anxiety disorder, and I would most certainly love to uh, do uh, the Ma- Marjorie Tyler Green with that. Oh, you're going to bleep all that, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, you know what? I'm going to make it easy on you. Okay. So you have to, the folks, folks playing at home, you can fill in the lines of what. Yeah, you, you can figure that out. Gosh, yeah. I'm going to be like, uh, I'm going to be like this guy I know, Fred, that got a visit from the Secret Service on his, <laughs> on his fucking houseboat because he said he wished Donald Trump was locked in a room and they to- they slowly sucked the air out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's that reminds me of uh, uh, Jesse Ferrar at Bronze Hammer getting a visit because he said that it, somebody should run over Hillary Clinton with a monster truck. <laughs> I was like flip her over oh, into yeah. a river. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that wise kids you know joke about like, but it's very illegal to say they, you're going to you know. present. <laughs> so where can they find you online? Oh yes, yeah, so, figure sorry, out what's can... behind the redactions that I had to put on that whole thing. <laughs> Uh, you can find me at ishotgidibord, I-S-H-O-T-G-U-I-D-E-B-O-R-D. Uh, that's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, if you want to take a look at my photography portfolio, it's assholemusicphotographer.com. 
Um, if you want to look at my music photos and music words, uh, it's amusicphotographer.com. Mm-hmm. Jason, did you know one time a Pulitzer Prize winning photographer once told me that you'll never get anywhere with your portfolio page being assholemusicphotographer.com? He was like, Brian, how do you expect the New York Times to want to hire you for anything? And I go, they're not hiring me now. Yep. So I might as well just, might as well. Might as well just lean in. Have fun. Have uh, fun. Well, you can find me on Twitter at VideoCrime, V-I-D-E-O-C-R-I-M-E. That's where I am most days until Elon shuts the damn thing down. Most other social medias, if you see a video crime, chances are that's me, except for Instagram and TikTok. That's at LaserGooseCEO. I have just posted yet another uh, deepfake AI Biden video on on, on my TikTok there. (laughs) The one where he talks about... uh, Asking Pete Buttigieg to make a fuckable car. <laughs> the American dream to have a car that you can get pregnant and it's get right. you pregnant. That's right. And uh, so, yeah, those are the places you can find me. You can also give us a call here, 314-AHOY-POO. That's 314-246-9766. Four, eight minutes of dogsbarking at gmail.com. Yeah, if you want to harass us or yep. send us some... Um, uh, iTunes gift card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instructions for hello, I'm, hello. I'm Barack Obama, <laughs> and uh, I'm back from the dead. <laughs> and uh, in order to uh, do the Harlem Shake again, I need some iTunes gift cards. <laughs> Let me be frank. We're gonna leave you a little something that I discovered, courtesy of the the old algorithm. It was recommended to me, and I really enjoyed it. There's a band called Surfboard. Brian. Oh, and yeah. I, I saw them open up for Black Lips one time. They were fucking wild. Fantastic. Great song of theirs called Lot Lizard 93. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Love Surfboard. So we're going to close the show with that. And as we always say, at this time, namaste and good luck. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>